Nicola Murphy, how's it going? Welcome to Fox Force 5, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Um, my voice has probably changed again now because I've upgraded from my wire braces to plastic ones. So now I've, oh no, uh, I'm even worse about Liz for now. No, you um, actually don't think you do. Are they, do. they feeling bit, quite sore, bit, are they? Spitty. Um, so I've Invisalign now, so it's all just like glue on my teeth themselves. And you take out oh, your right. retainer sheet and stuff, but the glue is like cutting the shite out of my mouth. So I don't understand how that works. Will you explain mm. it to me, Invisalign. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know myself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I so I went last week and I collected all the kits. It's thirty-two different aligners, so you change them like every two or three weeks, and they get tighter and tighter and tighter. So like braces. Oh, so thirty-two different retainers. Yeah, it's like. mad. Which I never no knew. Did you get know. them in a box or something? Yeah, yeah, big box, three, wow. three different boxes of retainers. So it just so, it just kind of makes um, closes the gap, closes yeah, the gap, closes yeah, the gap. Which is of, gas because yeah, yeah. I never knew that was how it worked <laughs> after signing mm-hmm. up. For that's them. exactly what it works. Yeah, yeah. but um, and then there's just kind of like pieces of glue, kind of, and there's like inserts in the retainer where they kind of clip in to my teeth. So okay, okay. More like in you're supposed to wear them twenty two hours a day, so. Um, except for eating or drinking. So, yeah, I've been trying to leave them in as much as I can. But um, Do you have them in now? Yeah. yeah oh, it's yeah, either. it's good. It's perfect. Yeah. perfect. Now, in real life, mm. when they're out, like, which, you know, obviously they have all the big fucking pieces of bloody glue on my teeth, but I'm getting the glue off for the wedding. But um, it's just so sore. Cause it's like literally cutting off of my gums and stuff. But my uh, my inside of my cheek, should I say. Hey, well, listen, you can keep yeah. the you can keep the retainer the retainers on. Can't you? I mean, yeah, I know it might be a little shiny or, drinking, or something. But, but I could maybe wear an old one or something. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah. yeah. One that you can lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess because I didn't even know how it worked. But um, and I was like, yeah, I'm getting the wires off. I won't have any pain in my face. And now it's even worse than it mm. was. But um, uh, uh, yeah, it's all. Well, they won't be done at all by the wedding, but at least they'll be on the road to it. So, yeah. I think they're looking smashing already. They look like, good in the retainer. They look good, like, sorry, yeah. <laughs> if this was a video. Well, I hope that it's kind of a preview, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The retainer is kind of a preview of what they're going to look like. Yeah, so, uh, so, no, it's great. It's yeah. great. They're doing a massive, so I just, brilliant job. But I just feel very spitty again. <laughs> like I'm less, my, I'm a less. I, I think you're yeah. less spitty you than yeah. the other ones. Yeah, I think so. Although Spitty I think level. anything takes a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Spit level. Yeah. You can sample what, how much spit is on your pop shield. Uh, I think that I've completely forgotten what I was going to say there. But anyway, it, oh yeah, it just takes a little bit of getting used yeah, to it. Exactly, when, you know, yeah. you have at first you're a bit mm. paranoid of it or whatever. But um, yeah, I was doing all my arranging this week for my uh, 2000 oh, implant yeah. and all that post wedding. Oh, stop. So depressing, the whole thing. Um, but anyway, so yeah. Goddamn dental hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, I tell you, it's not I, even. It's not actually dental hygiene, even. It's it's, de- it's dental cosme- cosmetics, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If know, I could go back in time for... when I was like twenty one, I would have had that tooth pulled because I had a baby tooth. That's what messed up my mm-hmm. that section of teeth. I would go back a in baby time. Baby tooth that my, didn't want to let my go. My baby tooth mm-hmm. pulled just to let the other one come down. But um, yeah, mm. shoulda woulda coulda, <laughs> rather than shoulda, woulda, in my near mid thirties. <laughs> Yes, this is it. Okay, all right, we better get cracking with the five things you need to know about this week, people. Number one. One. So this isn't like, this is a little bit Scotland orientated, but I thought it was kind of an interesting uh, conversation to have. My friend Jill sent it on to me. Thank you, Jill. Um, So Edinburgh has become the first city in Scotland to ban lap dancing clubs in a move described by 
performers as an act of cruelty during a cost of living crisis. Uh, the union representing exotic dancers has vowed to take their fight to the High Court in a bid to overturn the decision by the City of Edinburgh Council and said it would request a judicial review. A dancer who gave her name as Alexis, who worked in one of the capital's four lap dancing venues, told the regulatory committee strip clubs are not just full of pervy old men trying to feel up young women. Many of our customers just want someone to talk to. She said she'd been a dancer for 15 years and did not want to find another job just because her work did not match the committee's moral values. We're educated women making educated decisions about what's best for our lives, she said. Opponents of strip clubs from the Equally Safe Edinburgh Committee said the presence of such venues suggests that the objectification objectification of women is culturally acceptable. The ban passed by five votes to four, with a second proposal being rejected, which would have seen which would have seen a limit set on the number of sex entertainment venues in the city at four. In a written deputation, the United Sex Workers Union said that about 100 workers would be forced into unemployment or to work unregulated without the protection of CCTV and security, putting themselves at increased risk. The new licensing system will come into effect from the 1st of April 2023. So there you go. Well, I think it's like, Jesus, I don't know. Like, is it having that much of an impact on the city that they think they need to ban the clubs? Like, that's mad. Oh, there's always someone who wants to fucking ban everything. You know, there's always yeah, but the fact that a it's lot of pass is mad, isn't it? There's, there's a lot of these very motivated, let's call them upward standing members of the community, you know, who who are very concerned about what happens in the city and they kind of organise themselves very well. There's not, there's a huge branch of them that like, oh geez, they spend the time complaining about every festival that comes to city, every event that's on in the city, everything that comes into the city that wasn't born and bred here is like, they're d- disgusts them basically, right. you know, and it's ruining the city mm. essentially. Um, so there's a lot of them around the place, um, NIMBY, NIMBY type people, you know. But um, yeah, I just, I think this is a bit like, you know, one of my policies, and I've said it on here before, and no doubt I will say it again. If if you're doing something, you're an adult and it's between consenting adults yeah. and you're not being hurt and you're not hurting anyone, then mind your own bloody business. Like, you yeah, know, let people get on with their lives. Yeah. You know, um, I know I understand what they're trying to say about women being objectified, but these women aren't. Being if forced we believe what they say, it, yeah. being forced into yeah. it, you know, they're unionized and they're educated and it, it's what, how they want to live and work. So keep your noses out of it and just don't go to the lap dancing clubs if you've got a problem with them. But that's mad. Or take a different route if you don't walk past them. That's like one <laughs> you know? step towards fucking Handmaid's Tale kind of shite there, you know, where they start it's banning these kind of things. Very controlled. That's kind of alarming, mm. I have to say, actually. Like... Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was, I don't know, like a brothel or something, but like, you know, lap dancing. Like, now, some people say that there's kind of adjacent services that go along with these places that some are, you know, services that are illegal and illegal. It's a different conversation. Yeah, like, but then you, you have know. the potential for maybe some of these women that are working in these places, like you said, with CCTV and all that stuff and others around to then take take it to the streets or to places that don't have any of that. And it's so dangerous and risky yeah. on themselves, you know, so... No, yeah, that's mad. Exactly. I strongly disagree with that. Like if these women want to do, want to work whatever way they want to work in, if they want to be a sex worker, they want to work in a strip club, that is completely up to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's up to the city council or whatever it is, the city to say that's not good enough. Like, 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the other thing was, I tried to look up what the situation was in Ireland, right, with left dancing oh, clubs. Yeah. And I swear to God, it's so funny. I couldn't find anything. <laughs> it, like, I couldn't find anything in the re- in the last 10, 15 years. Like, all the articles were from 2006, 2007, 2008. Which means, I wonder, it's like, why aren't the journalists in Ireland writing about the lap dancing clubs? Or did they all just go away? Like, what is going on? I couldn't find anything about them being closed down or anything nah, like that. they're all so. grand. They're all still there. There's two in Cork. Uh. I think, I think it was a big thing in the Celtic Tiger times. Like, I remember mm. being in... Uh, college in Limerick and there was a couple of lap dancing clubs and stuff people used to go down to them for the lols as well yeah, yeah, you know totally. um, or after a night out but mm. yeah yeah but um, yeah I think you know it probably was massive during the Celtic Tiger and it probably just petered off a bit yeah. you know when people had less money and stuff like that to throw away but anyway I just thought it was kind of an interesting perspective from one particular set of women, you know, yeah. and how they're being treated. So there you go. One. And did you hear before we move on that uh, another thing that's in the news at the moment, that nightclubs in Ireland might be allowed to now stay open till 6am? Hallelujah. Mad, isn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, like, it's brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Finally, like bring us in line with Europe and like treat people like adults, exactly. you know, and let them go out at whatever time they want and go home at whatever time they want. And you can guarantee the amount of Anti-social behaviour and punch-ups and accidents yeah, yeah, and everything's going to be half bad. And the taxi situation too, sure. It's so dangerous trying to get the a cab. The taxi These situation no taxis is so anywhere. bad. It's the same here. It's the same here. It's like the stuff in the airports. It's all, everywhere is suffering from staff shortages and stuff. Yeah. It's mad. Like in the airports, they're saying, you know, obviously they, they let loads of the airports gave voluntary redundancy during the pandemic. Yeah, so sure loads of people left. And now they're all suffering when they're like ramping up again, you know, so. One of the, one of my buddies, uh, Karen, had a story about a well-known uh, restaurant in Killarney that someone she knows oh, went yeah. for went for a trial there, like to work in the restaurant. Oh, yeah. In the midst of his trial, they asked him, could he make a steak sandwich? And he did make the steak sandwich. And now he's the chef. Of the restaurant, <laughs> you are yeah. Joking. So that just shows you how uh, like desperate people are for to recruit people. You know, oh, yeah, that's better. Catch up with Nicola and Kelly <laughs> offline to find out what restaurant. <laughs> so that's the gas. <laughs> oh, hilarious! Oh, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I would believe it. Although that that kind of always happened back in the day. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a but well anyway, so known. Restaurant. Well, do you know, mm. at the same time, aren't they doing a chef who's gone through all his training and everything out of a job? Like, exactly. I'm not, well, out, I'm not giving out about the guy. Yeah, no, of course. Like, the guy's only trying to do his job, but like the employer. They're probably like, getting away with paying them a lot less as well, you see. So it's, Except, yeah, of course, terrible. yeah. Terrible. Sure, waiting staff always get paid less than yeah. the chefs, you know, they should anyway. Um, but anyway, disaster. But uh, yeah. Anyway, we, that we was my other, that was my other news. <laughs> we went off on several <laughs> tangents there. Okay. All uh, right. Number two. TV time. Two. So I said last week that I would uh, reserve my opinion on this until I had watched this whole season. And thankfully, Bridgerton. I finished it. Yes. Yeah. Did we start? Already? It? Oh, my God. You're so fast. I won't ruin I, it for you, I promise. But um, well, do you know what? At the weekend there, I said, sure. I was like, will we, will we, will we put on? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the, the joke's not in it this time. <laughs> and um, he was like. He kind of looked at me and I was like, all right. I said, okay, we won't bother. <laughs> I make him watch Coronation Street like mm. two or three times a week. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I'm not giving up Coronation Street. Um, so Bridgeton will have to wait and be my uh, 
when Stuart's not around mm. watch for the next probably six months it'll take me to watch it but anyway yeah, um, yeah go on tell us no, tell no, us is um, it as good as the first series to- I think it's quite different to the first season you know because the first season right. like I think the first four or five episodes are probably similar to the second season there is very little sex in this season compared to the first one what oh so boom. I know give the people what they want for God's sake Netflix exactly um, but uh, <laughs> Shondaland or whatever, should I say Shonda Rhimes um, Rhonda but, Rhonda Shimes yeah. they <laughs> Uh, it is good. It's a bit more of a slower romance, though, you know. So, like I said, it's there's no real like. Is this between the eldest son and the widow? The widow is she a widow? No, or is she a... no, there's no widow. All oh, right, never mind. no, but the really beautiful girl, the new girl, <laughs> you can spot yes. it coming from the. She's on a horse. Oh, I saw it in Gogglebox. Yes, Box exactly. She's, she's on a horse. Yeah. Um. So yes, it's very slow. But I thought it was quite lovely. And obviously there's a big like storyline between because he wants to marry the younger sister who's like the eligible younger sister. Oh, so it's all very much like torn love and all that stuff. But it's very well done. Very sexy. I have to say, even though there's not much sex in it, it's still quite sexy and a very good. The best kind of sex. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But also there's like the parallel story. um, Yeah, exactly. There's a parallel story then of like uh, Whistledown. You know, Nicola Collins. Oh, yeah, Lady like, Whistledown. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you start to see that and you see all the Featheringtons and all their money. So one of them had is. figured out, her pal had figured out that she was Lady Whistledown right no, at the very end didn't. of the last. No, she didn't. No, she didn't, sure. She had. No. Oh, she hadn't. No, no. Oh, we had figured out. We, we had figured out. It showed yeah. her face uh, right at the end. Somebody had given her a tip off that your one had like known where the oh, carriage was yeah, going to be yeah, or something. Yeah. But yeah. so it's kind of about that too. So you see her and she's like one of the Featheringtons and she's gas. I love the mother and that family. Um. And they kind of go through, yeah, their money was, like I said. So that's a really good storyline as well. So, yeah, really enjoyed it. Really looking forward to the next season. Um, I'm not sure which... There is going to be another one. Yeah, I'm not sure which brother it's going to be next time or which Britishman it's going to be next time. But um, they're just all beautiful to look at. I have to say the two oldest brothers, yeah. Benedict and... Oh, yeah. Oh, Easy on the eye. Anthony. Oh, yes. <laughs> and actually, the yeah, women in it are, are so beautiful and their costumes are so beautiful. And I loved like, mm-hmm. the orchestra like string versions of all modern songs that they do mm-hmm. there's a bit in the yes. last episode where it's cannonball like a, a string version of cannonball Miley Cyrus oh, cool. and it's so good mm-hmm. so yeah I really enjoyed it again totally different to the first season not half as raunchy like I said but um, mm-hmm. well worth it and the other completely paralleled not paralleled completely different thing that we watched was we watched the new Jackass movie <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> Jesus Christ, are they and, still alive? Um, yeah, like most of them, obviously. That poor oh my God, guy. Johnny Knoxville was like my number one man oh, there stop, for yeah, a few and he years. looks great now, he's grey hair. Um, Silver Fox, oh yeah, my God. Silver. And some of them are like really well built and stuff, but they're nearly all in it, the original characters, and there's a few new guys as well, and it is pretty much what it used to be, but I swear we, uh, we is, laughed is, a lot. Is, <laughs> is my pal Steve Owen? Yeah, that one time Kelly met him, yeah, now her best friend. <laughs> Uh, we had we had food together. Well, we ate the same restaurant. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, he we do actually the... chat to him. We got a picture with sure. Actually, yeah. you should put that on the podcast. Do stick it yeah, up. find the picture. Yeah. He came across well in it. Actually, he didn't do as mad stuff. Um, but he did. He's calmed down an awful lot, apparently. Yeah, uh, I'd say Steve so. Will. He, we were googling mm-hmm. them all, of course, like while we were watching. It's been ten years since the last one, and uh, is it? Yeah. yeah. So he is with a beautiful girlfriend now. He was with an Irish mm. girl for a good few years, and uh, now he's with a different mm. girl. And Johnny Nashville is married to the same woman since 2010 as well, and she's like a, oh. she's like a, 
a director or playwright or something, which I would have oh, wow. never put them together. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting just looking them all up. But it was, yeah. I mean, like the same stuff as before. Same carry-on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mad, yeah. pranks, all that sort of stuff. Uh, we had a great old laugh, I must say. <laughs> it was worth it, like right, just a Friday night what, laugh. What, what did you watch it on? We watched it on the dodgy box, yes. But um, let me see if I can find it for you, Kelly, in that act that I recommended. So, so, oh yeah. Um, What was the name of that app again? Just Watch. Something Watch. Just Watch. Um, We finished Peaky Blinders last night. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I was disappointed there was only six episodes, but I suppose when I look back, it's probably only six episodes in the other series. Yeah. But way better than the last series. Okay, so series five, much better than series five. Absolutely brilliant ending. OMG. Mm. Yeah, one of those yeah, woo, yeah, woo, <laughs> endings, you know. Great. Uh, loved it. And really set it up really well for the movie that's going to come. Is, is there you know, really going to be coming? Be wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, there won't be any more series, but there will be a movie. So I am pumped Great. for that. And a couple of new characters came in this series that you know are going to be big in the film. And uh, yeah, Killian Murphy, like all hail Killian Murphy. Absolutely love Aww. him. So I saw a nice just video actually, everything. before you move on. Mm-hmm. I saw a nice video a couple of weeks ago of Killian Murphy at Enfield with his little boys. His three kids, oh, three boys like. And yeah. it's really yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to watch something to oh. make your ovaries pop, <laughs> watch it, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> just Killian Murphy, make your ovaries pop. Anything you watch him in, but anyway. <laughs> No, but it was really um, sweet. He's all excited, like taking pictures of them and so it's really sweet. Oh, stop. <laughs> uh, so cute. He does a good radio show now on uh Six Music on BBC oh, as really? well sometimes, you know. Mm. Yeah, he kinda guest stars on it every now and again. Um but he hosts it like and oh mm. just listen to him all day and all day. Um so what else did we watch? Um we finished that thing, The Sinner, you know, with Jessica Beale. Oh, I was yeah. very disappointed with that. Oh, what a waste of time. It was grand like, but ugh. <laughs> It just dragged out way too long. Like, could have been done in four episodes. There was eight. At the end of that was good, though, when you kind of start to realise that the wallpaper and stuff, it's only... Yeah, but there was was huge gaps in the story, I thought. Ah, I was like, what? You would There's not four do that. seasons of it, you know. Oh, I'm never watching another episode <laughs> of it now. Sorry. Um, and there was something. Oh, we started Drive to Survive. Oh, I enjoyed it the first episode. Good. Yeah, so we'll stick and with that. And Eva yeah. started it. And a few more people were saying they were going to start it. Yeah. Well, so there you go. There's your recommendations yeah. are working. Yeah. So, no, I like. I, I did. I enjoyed it already. That guy is gas. He's, uh, the Hass guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's my favourite. Gunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what yeah, a so funny accent. And he's from like North Italy, isn't his accent? I think he must have spent time in Ireland or England like he's got a weird draw draw on some of his words or something strange but um no it was good (laughs) so yeah actually because we were kind of busy at the weekend and stuff I didn't actually watch that much telly so uh yeah there we are up to date I looked up um Jackass it's too new to be out so it'll probably be on things now in the next couple of months cool okay number three three fox of the week our fox of the week this week is I like it's one of these ones when I'm researching this I'm like you could literally spend the whole podcast. And I guess who did? You can try, but you won't. Oh, get really? <laughs> I thought you were going to do um, June Brown this week. No, I I just thought it was too obvious, to be honest with you. And like, <laughs> you know, she, yeah, I mean, I could have, but everyone's talking about her already. So, okay, you know, go on. I tell us. Really, well, no, no, I'm not going to guess. So, go on. You can tell me hints. So, much. so <laughs> it's, um, it's Maya Angelou, who is an American. Uh, well, she's she's dead now, which a, a legendary poet and an author from America. Oh, interesting. 
very cultural one still this week, not East yes. section. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Very highbrow. Um, so Maya Angelou, like you've probably heard of her. She'd be a very prominent figure in feminist circles mm, yeah. and black culture, black history. And her poems are often wheeled out at sort of big occasions. I think there was one read at the inauguration, mm. the Joe Biden inauguration this yeah. year. Um, but anyway, she, one of her very famous sayings is each time a woman stands up for herself without knowing it, possibly without claiming it, she stands up for all women. Uh, she is the legendary poet and author who would have celebrated her birthday this week had she lived. She was born in 1928 with numerous autobiographies, books of poetry and countless other works to her name. Maya Angelou is most famous for her classic memoir, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, which tells of her life up to the age of 17 and brought her international recognition and acclaim. She would go on to write a further six memoirs. What I was going to say there at the start was I've really condensed this down and I actually almost feel guilty because she's she's an amazing person, like amazing. Um, and I must actually get that autobiography and have a read of it because oh, she, like her Wikipedia page goes on for hours you know like she's just as one of these groundbreaking characters so I would encourage everybody to go and look it up properly because this is a super condensed version of a little bit about her life so anyway mm. she became a poet and writer after a string of odd jobs during her young adulthood these included fry cook sex worker nightclub performer poor game best cast member I mean that actually talks to what we were talking about earlier like there could be yeah. some great lit, you know author working in one of these lap dancing clubs in Edinburgh they should just leave them do what they want to do but anyway um, sorry she was a poor game best cast member Southern Christian Leadership Conference Coordinator and Correspondent in Egypt and Ghana during the decolonization of Africa she was also an actress writer director and producer plays movies and public television programs she was active in the civil rights movement and worked with Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X Beginning in the 90s, she made approximately 80 appearances a year on the lecture circuit, something she continued into her 80s. In 1993, she recited her poem On the Pulse of Morning at the first inauguration of Bill Clinton, making her the first poet to make an inaugural recitation since Robert Frost at the inauguration of John F. Kennedy in 1961. When she was just seven years old, Angelou was sexually abused and raped by her mother's boyfriend, a man called, man called Freeman. She told her brother, who told the rest of the family, Freeman was found guilty, but was jailed for only one day. Four days after his release, he was murdered, probably by Angelou's uncles. Angelou became mute for almost five years, believing, as she stated, I thought my voice killed him. I oh killed that God. man because I, because I told his name. And then I thought I would never speak again because my voice would kill someone. According to Marcia, uh, excuse me, Marcia and Gillespie and her colleagues who wrote a biography about Angelou. It was during this period of silence when Angelou developed her extraordinary memory, her love for books and literature and her ability to listen and observe the world around her. We should probably all learn from that, to be honest. Yeah. With the publication of I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, Angelou publicly discussed aspects of her personal life. She was respected as a spokesperson for black people and women and her works have been considered a defence of black culture. She was widely honoured for her contributions to the arts, including with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, a National Medal of Arts, three Grammys for the Best Spoken Word Album and the Literarian Award. Angelou was awarded more than 50 honorary degrees, 
In 2021, the United States Mint announced that Anjali would be among the first women depicted on the reverse of the quarter as part of the American Women Quarter series. The coins were released in January 2022 and she is the first black woman to be depicted on a quarter. She published three books of essays, several books of poetry, and is credited with a list of plays, movies and television shows spanning over 50 years. Her works are widely used in schools and universities worldwide, although attempts have been made to ban her books from some US libraries. Surprise, surprise. Angelou's most celebrated works have been labelled as autobiographical fiction, but many critics consider them to be autobiographies. She made a deliberate attempt to challenge the common structure of the autobiography by critiquing, changing and expanding the genre. Her books centre on themes including racism, identity, family and travel. Fascinating, inspirational, huge individual. Wow. Maya Angelou. Yeah, check her out. Yep. Amazing. I've heard the name lots of times, but I actually didn't know anything about her. Yeah. So. Thank you, Kelly, yeah. for introducing us to this wonderful facts of the week that I now know a bit about that I will look up more. Yeah, total powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, as I say, definitely look up some more. So, there you go. Uh, number four. Four. Well, from some culture to something completely uncultured. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> as my points and stuff that I share usually is. Um, <laughs> so, this is... We're highbrow, lowbrow. Oh, very, low bro. very, very... Um, <laughs> This is a new account, actually, that I started following in the last week. And I think that they're very new because their first post was only the 26th of March. They only have a couple of thousand followers, but I think it is pure getting in early genius. And they're on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And the account is Chaotic Nightclub Photos. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've seen a few of them and they are mind bending. (laughs) So it is exactly what it says in the tin and it is just mental nightclub pictures. So, you know, the way obviously back in the day you'd have a photographer going around taking photos the night out. Yeah. Which was a mad thing, really. That was like, and they're still doing it. But like, I remember it like in Mustangs, they used to always have it like years Mm -hmm. ago. Christ, Mm -hmm. I'd say if you went on Facebook, you could trawl out some of those awful, awful, awful ones from the early 2010s and before. Um. But that's exactly what it is. It's literally like pictures from nightclubs of people's faces, people up to stuff, um, guys after kissing girls and their faces completely brown from like the makeup or whatever <laughs> face. Um, guys. Or people who look out of place, isn't it? Like totally out of place. Yeah. Like or there's or animals. Oh, just all sorts. Yeah, random. It. There's one of a girl as well setting another girl's hair on fire. You know, the first girl's posing <laughs> and then the other girl setting her hair on fire in the background. There's But they're kind of po- they're kind of posed photos, aren't they? They're not like somebody's crap photo off their Kodak. It's no, like, it's the professional photos from nightclubs. Yeah, so you know the yeah. way like you go to a nightclub and they'll, they're st- they still do it. It's just it's been so long since mm. you're in a nightclub that they put it up on their Twitter or whatever <laughs> the next day or they put it up on their Instagram being like weekend yeah. for mostly Facebook, I'd say, because you can put albums up. Yeah, but like yeah. our weekend, like Dwyer's in Cork, I know, do it in a few more places. Yeah. But I was looking at one there. There's one from Milk Edinburgh. Was that one of the nightclubs in Edinburgh? <laughs> and your one's Maybe. face. I think it's a night. Look, yeah. Your one's face. I don't know. Can you see it? Oh, uh, uh, can you see it? Over, uh, uh, over. No, no, it's not. Oh, you know, that's a famous meme. Yeah. Where she, it's a famous meme, that one, where where it's always like he's saying something, trying to impress her and she's unimpressed. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a really famous one. meme. But um, mm-hmm. no, it's just lots of chaos. Yeah, absolute chaos mm-hmm. going on in the background. Chaotic there was pictures. one the other day and I was like, oh my God, that's disgusting. It was a I guy peeing underneath the bar. 
Oh, that was it. Yeah. The guy pissing under the bar. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> They're not all like They've that. All Some of them it. are just a bit random, like random people yeah, in yeah. the backgrounds. But you can send them. I think I saw one with a cat or something. Yeah, there's one with a dog, all right, which is a bit disturbing. But um, as in they just have a dog in the nightclub. Like, it's a bit weird. But um, yeah. It's but, a good name. Chaotic nightclub for yeah, us. Yeah, so that's it on Twitter. And on... Um, Instagram, it's chaotic underscore club photos. So just slightly different. Um, but I think it's fucking hilarious. And I have seen some great yeah. ones myself over the years. So and it's only starting off. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of a good time to follow it because it I wonder, can you submit there. them? You like, can. Or yeah, yeah. Have a, yeah, they yeah. have a thing on their uh, Twitter to say DM us submissions and same on their Instagram. You can send them ones. I'd say if we went back <laughs> now, you could find gas ones from, from back in our oh, day. But, um, so, yeah, like I said, Totally random, but I'm having yeah. a good laugh with them so far. And they just remind so me funny. of those nights where you'd be posing for those yeah. photos and you'd see them then a week later and you'd be like, Jesus Christ, I hope nobody ever sees it. <laughs> I actually was going to send it on to you because I was like, this is a good one for the podcast um, because it is total, uh, as you say, like nothing classy about it. No. It's just something to laugh at, really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. basically. So Cool. That's the follow this week. Uh, right. Number five. So, music news this week. Obviously, the Grammys were on. Mm. Um, but I thought I'd look at some of the stuff outside the awards that didn't really, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, kind of like who who didn't get an award, <laughs> you know, as opposed to who got an award, yeah. essentially. So, yeah, Music's Biggest Night took over Las Vegas uh, with an evening of awards, political action, and yes, more than a little controversy. After being delayed once again due to COVID, the ceremony took place, uh, it was supposed to take place at the end of January, but now has been moved to its temporary home of Las Vegas, mm. bringing the great and the good of the music world to Sin City. Some artists were snubbed while others stunned and despite there being no big shocking moments a la last week's slap happy Oscars, <laughs> the ceremony was full of brilliant and yes, occasionally bad action that will be keeping the conversation going for the next few days. In recent years, the ceremony had felt bloated, boring and full of too much backslapping, so it was surprising to come out of the Grammys feeling positive. The move to Las Vegas seems to have rejuvenated the show and the table settings. A deviation from the formal rows of its former home in the LA Staples Center made the night feel livelier, friendlier and much more fun. This year, it seemed like the Grammys had returned to the heart of what awards shows should be. Celebrations of great art and great talent. Um, so, um, as I said, we're just going to look at some of the stuff that kind of happened around the awards as it were. So Taylor Hawkins received two tributes. The Recording Academy oh. opted for a simple, dignified memorial, a montage of footage of Hawkins doing what he did best, soundtracked fittingly by Foo Fighters' My Hero. Uh, before, he's a drummer for anyone who doesn't know, so he would have been drumming in that video. Um, before that memorial, Billie Eilish also paid a subtle tribute to the icon wearing a t-shirt emblazoned with his photo for her performance of Happier Than Ever. She kept the shirt on for the rest of the night and was spotted cheering on other acts' performances from her table. She didn't win any awards. Mad. Even though she was nominated for loads. She won an Oscar last BTS, week though. <laughs> mm. so. BTS were the first performers to receive a standing ovation. This year, could, they could have been the first time they took home a shiny gold gramophone. But yet again, it wasn't to be the hour, of course. Always a handful of huge artists who don't get Grammys. But it makes you wonder just what do they have to do to win a trophy? <laughs> uh, clearly being one of the biggest best friends in the world isn't enough. Uh, disgraced comedian Louis C.K. won the award for best comedy album for his special Sincerely Louis C.K. It instantly sparked backlash against the Academy due to the star's past admittance of committing sexual assault. Um, despite being up for seven awards going into the Grammys in 2022, Billie Eilish walked away with zero 
new additions to her collection. It was a surprising result given just how much she'd been lauded at past ceremonies since her breakthrough moment. Um, she got four in 2020. So, mm. And finally, Ukrainian President um, Zelensky made an unexpected appearance at the awards showing uh, via, sorry, video message. It was a somber, moving moment that saw him address the audience and viewers in a pre-taped clip talking about the hash, not in inverted commas, dead silence of war and the country's musicians having to swap their tuxedos for body armour. After urging the world to support Ukraine in any way, but not silence, John Legend performed a new song called Free with Ukrainian poets and musicians, both a celebration of the area's artists and a reminder that as Vegas partied, others were fighting for survival. Oh, I didn't know that actually, so that's great, yeah. Yeah, um, apparently, apparently the Oscars wanted Zelensky, but they couldn't get him. Oh, but the Grammy, Grammys did. Interesting. Um, yeah. The other thing I would like to say after the last few weeks is how much I really still love Lady Gaga <laughs> so much. Oh, did you see her with Liza Minnelli? Oh, but she was the same with all the t- Tony Bennett stuff as well, like this week and that. Uh, and then sh- yeah. Zach wouldn't get up on it. I don't know if her name is Zach or Zach or how you pronounce yes, it. Zach, she was Zach. trying to help yeah. her get up on the stage. She, she was on crutches. Her dress and, was... Oh, she was a crutches, yeah, 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 so, yeah. She had a cool so dress, Gaga, actually. Yeah, yeah it was, mm-hmm. and Gaga was trying to help her. And I just think she's coming across so lovely and humble and all that lately, mm-hmm. and, like, so lovely with the older people. And they have an album, like, a second album, her and Tony Bennett, and they won the Grammy for it, like... So she Did was, they? Yeah. So she's really... Um, I just love her. Oh, I love Gaga as well. I think if you've seen her movie, her documentary movie... Yeah. Um, she is such a hard worker. Yeah, she, she just works, 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 you know. And I I think a lot of famous people get kind of tired with the same brush of like, oh, they just sit around doing nothing and, mm. you know, having a good time or whatever. But she seems like a genuine person, doesn't yeah, she? Like, she you know, does. like a genuine, mm. like she's really invested in what she's doing. And did you see her snubbing Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> love it. I just love her. I just love the way she she's intelligent too. Like, yeah. so when she does things, she does it, you know, properly, like, you know. Quite genuine, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd say she's half batshit, but like, that's her character. Do you know what I mean? But um, mm. yeah, I really mm. liked it. And like, just looked very supportive of everybody and stuff like that. And that's so nice. You know, when you're a mega famous, like yeah. that, you don't have to be. So, you know, like the way, I think all the fame has gone to Beyonce's head, like the way she doesn't go to some stuff and she does go to others. And then like, you know, there's a mm, whole like, because mm-hmm. she's mega famous. Whereas like Gaga mm-hmm. still kind of, I think more humble. Rocks up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's Always makes an effort. That's the way she comes <laughs> across anyway. And I think that's great for mm-hmm. fans and stuff too, you know, that she hasn't lost herself. But anyway, so, so like, yeah, mm-hmm. if people didn't see it with Liza Minnelli, it was at the Oscars and they were giving her an award, but Liza was kind of struggling a little bit with her no, speech No, they were reading out for her best picture, I think not, but oh yes sorry, sorry, sorry. Something. and yeah Liza was struggling a bit and Gaga kind of helped her and she was like oh I got you and all this it was so nice oh yeah. sweet yeah. yeah bless her um yeah so praise to the Gaga there you go um that was it that's the that's the five things for this week um we were talking last week about oh, yes, five turning one yay yes, happy, happy birthday yep. happy birthday to us again <laughs> and um <laughs> pretty say so myself and yeah, we're going to put out the survey. So the survey is like ready to go. So please watch out for that, guys, and uh, fill it in and let us know what you think. Uh, to be honest, it's done on a free version of Survey Monkey. <laughs> so like they would only let me put certain questions in certain places, and I was only allowed so many questions, and I wasn't allowed a big comment box. I was only allowed a small comment box. So <sighs> please. 
bear with us, bear <laughs> with us. Um, but, you know, the, the essence of it is there anyway. So, um, yeah, we'd really appreciate that. We'll keep that open for a week or two and uh, get your views, opinions, nice things, not so nice things. We, we'll take all those mm. um, when you get a chance. Be lovely. Um, so, yeah. What's your POA for the week, Nick? Anything strange or exciting? Looking forward to Easter now. We'll be home towards the end of next week. So that'll be lovely. No, just looking forward to Easter and avoiding COVID for the next few weeks so we can have a nice Easter after the disaster of Christmas. And um, yeah. that's it, really. Just keep the head down now. <laughs> yeah, we've got Groove Armada uh, this week. I'm hoping... I mean, I will be very sensible and wear a mask and like stand at the back. Be good, <laughs> so I'll be mm. COVID conscious. But oh, my God, I cannot wait because it'll be good. And it's on the uh, Barrowlands Ballroom in Glasgow, which is like my favourite venue in the world. It's just so cool, um, which is just a really, really old um, like dance hall venue. Cool. But it's got a wooden floor that bounces like and <laughs> you can see the stage from everywhere in there. Oh, and the capacity is probably only about a thousand, maybe mm. 800. And it's just really intimate and just the atmosphere is always, and the, the ceiling's really low. So you've just got an amazing atmosphere and Ooh. yeah, it's just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant venue. And it's where I touched Thomas Mars from Phoenix. <laughs> 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 where he came down into the crowd and I just put my hand out. I was like, oh, just touched him. Oh, one of my favourite bands. So that was exciting. And then she was so, pregnant. Um, Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you go. So uh, Enjoy I'll, be, it. I'll be behaving myself there when I'm there this week. But uh, yeah, so exciting. So and very quiet weekend. Yeah, no touching random to men now today. <laughs> no, I won't touch anyone, I promise. Uh, well, yes, mm. uh, Stuart, I hope Stuart's listening and he knows I won't be touching <laughs> any random men. Um, so that's the crack there. So yeah, and yeah. Easter next week we'll be back next week and uh, in the meantime stay safe mind your soul remember to rate rate review and subscribe to our <laughs> podcast um, and uh, share it with all your friends etc thanks thank everybody thank you for listening thank you thank you Kelly cheerio, cheerio. toodle pip bye